Tickled Me Comedy Club Podcast, episode 11. We are so happy you are joining us today. Uh, uh, my name is Isaac Israel. I am here with my partner in crime, Dylan Dillagaff. And we are here with our guest comedian today. Over 100 TV appearances. Uh, has been on Star Search has been on America's Got Talent, uh, he, uh, Evening at the Improv, uh, international touring comedian, he's always on the cruise lines. I could go on forever about uh, our next uh, guest. He has, he has the record, the Guinness record, uh, for most jokes in a minute, most jokes in an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Geechee Guys. Oh, Geechee thank guy. you very much. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm okay. Good. Actually, I'm okay. Yeah? yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we do is uh, we just kind of try to talk to the comics and find out what you've been doing during the pandemic, um, how it affected your, uh, uh, your business, uh, you know, the, the, the shows that you had uh, scheduled, that, that kind of stuff. Just kind of a, uh, just we want to learn about you, Geech. Well, the thing about being a comedian is when you're working, you work an hour a night, so the difference, it's like... It's only like an hour difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I, lay, I usually lay around the home every, you know, all the whole time except for an hour. Yeah. Now I don't even have to leave for the hour. Oh, there you go. Well, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good philosophy. I never thought of that. There you go. Huh. There I was working go. a whole hour a week. Now I'm not. That's pretty good. I like. It's per night. It's. Yeah. I'm yeah. not an idiot. I'm not lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not lazy. An hour a night. Come on. Yeah. Or, or sometimes. Well, you know, on the cruise ships, you do five half hours. Five different half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three so, clean, and yeah, two clean, me. and three dirty. Geech, Geech, tell us about that. Yeah, five half hours. I just did, Bill. <laughs> I just told you exactly five about different. it. <laughs> five different half hours on the ship. Okay. What if you have like two or three jokes as part of a bit that's like similar? Or the same. I mean, is is the cruise director going to be like, hey, you know? Well, I mean, you know, some, some of the same jokes there. What's going on? Yeah, the the premise is well. Yeah, there's some guys that do three different. You know, you can get by with three different ones. What because what it is is there's only the clubs only seat an X amount, you know, three or four hundred seats. But there's you know three thousand people on the ship. So even if you do separate shows, even if you do the same shows, people aren't gonna, you know, mm -hmm. see them. Mm -hmm. Are they gonna give you flack if uh, if you don't have the five half hours? Yeah, um, you know the. the the job calls for a certain amount, and if you're not capable of doing that, then yeah, then they, you won't keep your job. Mm -hmm. But um, but you know, it just depends. I mean, you've got to have at least three strong half hours, mm -hmm. preferably four or five. Usually, like a family-rated one, and then maybe an R-rated one. Usually, two clean and three dirty. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. I know when I go on cruises, I always enjoy going to the comedy shows. There, there's usually some really good comics. Yeah, and there's usually some really bad ones too. <laughs> you can come, that's how you can really? tell. Really, like so. So wait, I thought. Not, I thought no, I thought, not really. No, especially I thought, where I, especially on Carnival, everybody's <laughs> fun. <laughs> no, no, but I thought I thought the on, on the cruise lines, it's so easy to make you know, it's so easy to make the audiences laugh. Like, what do like? Who told you that? Uh, 
I, I know that's what I thought. You know, How I, many have you performed on? No, no, I've, I've just been on like eight. Yeah. You know, it, it no, it's the know. opposite. Is it, everybody's so jaded, and it didn't cost them to be there, and they're drunk, and you know, it's 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 a pain in the ass. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not you know it it, it it's not opening for somebody at the Mirage. Uh-huh. So then, really so then, if if they are quote unquote a bad comic, then they're really going to have a hard time. Oh yeah, I mean, some of your shows, you know, you go off at midnight. You know, you go off at midnight to, you know, on on a sail on a sail away day. So you know, these people have been up since four in the morning, flying to Miami, mm-hmm. you know, from Charlotte, right. and then they get on the ship and they've been drinking since two o'clock, mm-hmm. and now it's you know, eleven forty-five, and they're having they're you know. They're gonna watch you. So as, as a comedian, yeah. when the do you stay on the ship for the whole cruise, or how does that work? Usually, yeah, usually about a week at a time. It depends. Sometimes more. The, the, the cruise usually lasts. A cruise is five shows, so you can either, if if it's a three to four to five day cruise, you know you do five shows. But sometimes, if you go on the week long cruises, you'll get on. Let's say the ship it goes Saturday to Saturday, you'll get on Wednesday, and do the back half of one cruise for five shows and then you'll stay on when that crew when that passengers get off and then you'll stay on when the new passengers come on and you'll do five shows for them okay so you'll be on a week but you'll have covered two cruises so if you do so at some point you get paid for two cruises that way really oh that way i like that so so if you're not on for the whole cruise they got to fly you somewhere to get picked up by the ship then right Oh, yeah. Well, they fly you in and out of wherever you're going, wow. whether it's Miami where the ship is or whether it's Grand Turk. or mm. That's a lot of logistics. Or it's right? Bahamas. Yeah. It's coming um, pretty Bahamas. So you, you talk about that. I did a, a few years ago, I did a 48-day cruise. Could you imagine staying on the boat? That's quite a bit. I've, 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 I've went from here to Hawaii, yeah. which is about seven or eight, yeah. without stopping, which is... Oh, wow. Kind of pain in the ass. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, I wasn't sure. I, 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 I'm, I'm saying ass, and I said shit a couple times. First, this is First Amendment podcast radio right here. No, that's yeah. not a problem. So, it's just that I didn't want to be. Wait, so, wait, did you guys? Uh, I haven't been very funny yet either. I haven't told any jokes. Sorry. So all those days at sea when you're going to Hawaii, does that bother you? Do do days at sea? Not really. You know, there's no more than anything. You know, I mean, it's. You know, people just don't realize that, you know, when you go to work, you're there for a week. Yeah. You know, they go, oh, it must be a lot of fun doing the cruises. Yeah. And I just tell them that the first couple hundred are kind of fun. Yeah. And after that, it gets kind of tedious. And then you can't really hide from the... That's true. Yeah, you can't hide. But, you know, we're, we're comics. We don't like to hide. We like yeah, to get exactly. right in everybody's face and go look at us. <laughs> Geech, where do you get your comedy inspiration from? Um... I don't get that much anymore. <laughs> oh, back when you started. Oh, um, I don't know. I just like doing. I liked it. I always. I don't know. I, I. I mean, I don't. I mean, there's comics I've liked. Is that what you mean? Like, who did I like growing up? But yeah, uh, where did the inspiration for your style for your style? I started out. I wanted to be a globetrotter. That's when I when I that was my dream. <laughs> be a Harlem Globetrotter. The only uh-huh. the only job a white kid in America couldn't have was to be a Harlem Globetrotter. So I had to, I had I had to change my, <laughs> change it. But I started juggling when I was like four. Oh, okay. I was doing the ball, you know the, this, really the ball spinning and you know, mm-hmm. doing that sort of thing. And then I got um started doing unicycles and magic and stuff like that and um, street performing. 
started doing comedy when I was 19. The, the ceiling was too low to juggle <laughs> when I first started out, so I just kind of dropped That's that. Good. Yeah. No pun intended. And so where yeah. did you start oh, out? Are we catching me? Sorry. No. So where did you st where did you start out? Where did you do? Um, I, well, I, I moved I, I moved to Florida to open up a pizza place with a fr with some friends in '85 from Michigan, where I grew up. And then, so I did my actual first couple open mic nights down there. And then when I moved back to Michigan, after that is when I started full time. And that was um, Labor Day of '85. So that's what 36, 36 years. It'll be 36 years next month. And this month, comedy for 36 years. Wow, that's full time. Yeah. Full time. How cool. Part time, so. a couple years longer than that. Yeah. I have put Geech. 19, in, in, 19 part time, 20, 19 age when I started doing my first club, and then 21 full-time. I have put Geech in the um, most compromising situations for a comedian. I've put him in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a gentleman's club with, a, uh, with, with a, a crowd that wasn't paying attention, and that was all drunk, and I was thinking to myself, how the heck is he going to be able to get everyone's attention? And I said, Geech, you only got five minutes to get their attention. And within those five minutes, he was able to capture the crowd and capture their attention for the rest of the show, for everybody after him. And so... so you didn't yeah. book that church that time. I, I did Sapphire on Friday night uh -huh. and a church in North Las Vegas Saturday, Sunday, Sunday morning. For, oh, redemption? Yeah. for redemption? <laughs> Which one was harder? They're about the same. They're both yeah. good crowds. Funny, funny. Geech, I mean, can you give us can you give us a sample like if we time you for one minute you, if you would have told me i would have brought a list of jokes to do that with but since you didn't i don't know how well i can do it but i, I wait I'm wait does, any, does anyone have a stopwatch here oh it's not I'm, i'll be able to do like six well no no we don't want no no we're not uh, not for the record just 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 to give them a sample of like how you're able to get the crowd's attention I, oh, well, I don't do that. I'm just, I don't. I don't. That's not how I. So wait, Stefano's good. Stefano has it. Ready, and go. I took a correspondence course in mime. They sent me six blank tapes. <laughs> My horse got shot, so I had to break his leg. <laughs> I, the other day, I caught a butterfly, and it had a tattoo of Cher on his butt. <laughs> the guy who wrote the Hokey Pokey died. I wonder what that was all about. <laughs> keep going. I was, I was, keep going. No, I got. I'll save. I got to save some. I see. Like I said, it's the memory that's gone. <laughs> see, if, if you had me bring my list, I'd have hundreds of them. In front of uh, I've I've seen you perform several times. I, in fact, we've worked together, and I, I think your humor is just absolutely stunning. Oh, thank you very much. Um, it's just stuff you, you you just don't think of when you're just out there thinking. Yeah, it's just a silly. Which, which is that's jokes. and it, and it, it goes off very well. Well, thank you very much. I've been very fortunate. Geech, back in 2012 on America's Got Talent, you know, Pierce Morgan was there. He was supposed to play the role of Simon Cowell, right. and you made it all the way to the semifinals. And for some reason, Pierce uh, didn't like your set that day. I don't know what happened. Did Did you ever? Like, did you ever talk to him, like, backstage? No, I didn't. I didn't. But what, yeah. what you realize with that show is, every, you know, every, the show is cast. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it, you know, you, they're cast. There's, there's villains. There's heroes. There's everything. And, uh-huh. and you know, he had a part, and I had a part, and I feel my part. Um, if if you saw the show that I particularly was on, it was a rainy day in Seattle, and you know, and I kind of looked goofy, and and I did real well on my audition. So what they did is they taped it to look like you know, here coming back from the commercial. Oh boy, the Weather's pretty bad in Seattle, and so are most of the acts. Let's see if this guy's any better. Oh no, and a good—that's fine with me. So, um, because they knew I—they knew I came out and slammed it. So that—that's what they want. That's. So I figured they used me for what they wanted to use me for that early. Uh-huh. So I don't think they really particularly cared what happened after that because that's, you know, not what they, you know. I mean, they weren't going to stop me from winning. Or stop me from being in the wild cards or whatever, but they didn't have a the 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 interest that they wanted for me was that one particular show I think, mm-hmm. and um, and you know so that's it, fine and you know like I said we all play a part, Pier, you know Piers knows because I, I remember when I was you know standing getting ready to go out and Piers said something about he's a you know some something that just didn't seem consistent with. You know, I didn't know him, and he seen me do two minutes. So you know, he said, "Oh, he's the most annoying person I've ever met," or something. So I didn't take it any way other than, "Okay, so this is how they're they're just playing it, mm-hmm. you know, like a part." So I'm, you know, uh, 14 million people watched it. So oh, absolutely, that's that's what I got out of it. I did uh, the first year I started doing comedy. I did an audition for America's Got Talent. What year? What year was that? Uh, season ten, whatever that was. And uh, so you haven't been doing it very long. No. Oh, okay. And so, um, jokes. I'm like, you got jokes older than me. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a great experience. It was an all day experience for a ninety second audition. Oh, I know. And I... then they say, hey, uh, go back out there, and if we uh, we'll call you if we like you. Well, I never got a call, so yeah, I haven't been back. So, uh, but I'm I'm gonna do it for uh, for comedians that are um, that want to audition for America's Got Talent. What kind of advice do you have for them, Geech? Um, just, I don't know if it's advice, but my, my act, like I said, is quick and, you know, it doesn't give them a lot of time to think if, um, I noticed when I watched back the tape, I did a joke then I did another joke and I didn't wait for them right. to laugh. I, mm-hmm. I plowed through my plowed own through jokes. jokes. Yeah. And that just kind of subconsciously told them that I wasn't there monkey boy and that I wasn't it, it wasn't up to them when, what I was going to do it was up to me and just that little just that little that little thing of you know I just it, it, you know I took a correspondence course in mime they sent me six blank tapes boom didn't don't even wait for I, I waited for the first laugh and even got a little bit of a and I said screw this this is you know I know this is funny I don't need their opinion but if they want to laugh they can laugh so I just plowed and fortunately, it went good because the problem with the problem with America's Got Talent is if you do bad, there's a better chance they're going to use the footage than if you do good necessarily because they they want that the conflict and 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 you know which is it makes good for good television. It's a great show and I love it and I'm you know fortunate to have done it. Well, they did so when I was out in the out in the audio, or out in the, the the ready room, the big arena that they had. They asked me to do a a, a a special filming where they they film me coming in and saying a few things, and so like if I'd have made it farther, they would have probably used that. 
Oh, right. Or the video. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they did a whole thing with me. That's the other thing. I don't know if you... Mine, I was... One of the things about me is I had sweat stains under my suit jacket because I'd been there since 9 in the morning. Long day. And, you know, they have continuity, which means they don't want you taking your jacket off mm -hmm. because if they take a picture of you at lunchtime and then they take a picture of you at 4 o'clock and you're wearing a different shirt or mm -hmm. don't have your jacket on, then they're not free to cut it. Then, you know, then it would, you know, yeah. you'd walk around the corner with the jacket and then the jacket would be gone. Yeah. So weird. So magic. They, you're doing magic. Right. So that, that was kind of that. And I didn't even know about it until Howie brought it up on stage. But, you know, it was actually it kind of probably worked for me because it was unique. Nobody else was, you know, called out for sweating through their suit jacket. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, bullets. So... You know, when you, you do you do Star Search, you do an evening at the Improv, you do America's Got Talent. Like, what do you feel before and what do you feel after the shows? Like, what's going on in your mind before and after? Oh, well, not too much. I, you know, like I said, I, you know, I chose this business. So it's, it, you know, it's not, it's, you know, people talk about stage fright. And things like that. So I don't, you know, we, I don't get, I, you know, I get nervous when I don't go on stage. I don't get nervous when I go on stage. Mm -hmm. This is the stage is your home. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you a week without a stage get, makes me more nervous <laughs> than than going up. And and like I said, I, you know, I, I picked this job. I, I, you know, I have bullet fright. That's why I'm not a police officer. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I, stage fright, it's nothing. I, you know. That was a fantastic first uh, showing on America's Got Talent. So, what were you feeling after that? Which one? Oh, the one with the, the sweat. I mean, they kept, they, you got a standing ovation. Okay, you right, ended right, with right. the Hooters joke. I mean, you know, the Hooters joke. Did I end up? Did I end with the Hooters joke? Yeah. 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 yeah you don't know my Hooters. No, joke. I don't. I just say, how many women think all men are pigs? Let me see a show of Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> boom, boom. That's so, good. how did you feel after that one? That was uh, that's. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I did. It's it's. They're all real fun, and and you know, and and I just enjoy any opportunity I can do them. And like I said, I've been doing this a long time, so a lot of the. You know, I mean, not just. I mean, I was. I've been a has been for twenty years. Oh. <laughs> you know, so. I, it's kind of a joke. But, um, 2000, no. I mean, AG, you're on AGT 2012, so I'm, yeah. Yeah, 2011. 2011, so, yeah. yeah. Season six. I was on Star Search, and it was called Star Search, it was called Star Search 91. Uh-huh. But we filmed it. First episode was the end of 89. Mm-hmm. Second episode was end of 90. So I actually went from one season, season to Who, who were the comics that you beat that, that were, you know, on Star Search? I can name, you want me to just name them all? Yeah, name all the comics <laughs> you beat. Anita Wise, uh -huh. Scott Harriet, uh -huh. um, Paul Kelleher, mm -hmm. Peter Berman, mm -hmm. um, Ray Romano, John, John Panetti. Hey, you beat Ray Romano. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. loves Ray. You beat, yeah. wow. you beat Ray Romano. <laughs> John Panette, you know. Yeah, Ray. John Panette, the big, the big, yeah, yeah. heavy set comedian. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, Jordan Brady, he was the first yeah. one from the season before. Wow. Uh -huh. He was a big director now. He did um, yeah. uh, uh, 
he does all the I Am Road comic. Mm -hmm. and, and then Rondell Sheridan beat me, and then I beat Chuck Martin in the finals, or in semifinals. Mm -hmm. And then I lost to a um, puppet in the finals. <laughs> lost to a puppet. Yeah. They're, they're cheating. Yeah. Cheating, cheating. Is that an iWatch? Uh, no, it's a, it's a uh, gear. It Samsung gear. How come I can't see what time it is? Because I have to flick my wrist. Flick your wrist. Let me see. Ta-da. Oh. Flick my wrist. Flick your wrist. Yeah. It's, do you have one? A watch or a wrist? I have a wrist. <laughs> how a wristing of you. Hmm. How are we doing? We okay? Yeah, we're good. How are you? So, I'm fine. So, I mean, how do, like, uh, during You can't see when I'm... <laughs> oh, what were you saying, Phil? I'm sorry. So during this time of COVID, <laughs> during this time of COVID, I mean, I mean, what do comics do? And, you know, like I said, I sit around for one hour more than I used to sit around for, because I don't have a show. You recently moved to Mexico. Yes. So how see, is that? See, really? <laughs> oh, that's intriguing. Um, how was it? Um, it was bueno. <laughs> I did a show there before I, before I left in March just for the heck of it. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued. I didn't know that. Tell me about where did you move to Mexico? Um, Playa del Carmen. Okay. Which is um, about an hour south, 45 minutes south of Cancun, directly across from Cozumel Island. And so what motivated you to do that? That's um, really cool. It's, have you been there? I've been to Cozumel. I've been that's, to, that's what motivated me to do that. Yeah, it is stunning, isn't it? Well, plus I work on cruise ships so they can yeah. fly me anywhere. I mean, I was living there three weeks a month and I was going on a cruise ship you know a week a month and making enough money to live there so so you know. so are you living there full-time well no long story I'm no I'm get, I, I got just got divorced so um so no yeah I, and plus there is no cruise ship anymore no there's not that's that's for sure and um so you know I'm yeah I'm just doing that and then I um working a little bit and like I so said, we had a house in the divorce settlement, so. So I know that when you were doing your comedy career, you went from Michigan to San Francisco to L.A. to Vegas. Why did you choose to move to all those different places and do comedy in all those different places? Well, I grew up in Michigan. Okay. Went to San Francisco to do the comedy competition. Okay. Stayed, Stayed there for a couple years. How did you do in the comedy competition? Came in ninth uh -huh. out of 100,000. Or some some well, some ungodly number of tapes, ten thousand. Yeah, some. You know that's where I first saw you in the Bay Area. I lived in. The I think five hundred, maybe five hundred auditions. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But that that's where we saw you first was in the Bay Area. Oh, okay, and then moved to then moved to um, L.A. where you're supposed to go. Did that for a while till I realized you know. I. I L.A. is so much about waiting around to fit in someone else's plan mm -hmm. and I'm not you know I'm, I'm not Brad Pitt so I don't you know there's not a lot of plans that I fit in that aren't my own mm -hmm. so I just figured I'd um, make my own plan mm -hmm. come to Vegas I mean there was a there used to be good there used to be some good gigs and there's still good gigs but there was you know there was guys in Vegas used to go up and do two 10 minute spots a night you know, come home with three to five grand a week. Right. Yeah, not many and not often. So how many comedians were on that show, were on those shows like that? One. 
So they do what a ten minutes fun and just yeah, it was like Follies Berger and uh-huh. it was all the production oh, okay. show and like okay. Um, so they were part of a bigger show. Jubilee, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Ray Fell, my God, Ray Fell was in Follies Berger for fifteen years, making gosh, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's okay. nobody's in. business. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I can do that. But yeah, so I mean, you know, that's good money. And like I said, you two shows a night. Do yeah. comics ever feel like if they become part of that variety show that they're selling out? No, my God, that's how Siegfried and Roy started in those variety shows. Right. That's not selling out at all. That's why you moved to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know, like I said, they, they, they're gone. There really is. There's not one left. I mean, Vegas, the show is the closest to it. Jubilee was the last one. Uh-huh. Follies Berger ended in what '09, I guess. I filled in. I was in that show for a couple of years. Were you really? Well, I would not, not every night, but I would. What it was when, when Ray was ready to leave, Mario and Danielle came in and filled in for them, and they had already. Um, they opened for Kenny Rogers on the road, so they already had a bunch of stuff booked. So I had to, I filled in for them because I was touring with the Righteous Brothers. So that's how we knew each other. Wait, you, how long did you tour with the Righteous Brothers for? Eight years, I, over two hundred shows. How many? How many times did you hear Unchained Melody? Did you? <laughs> About two hundred times. I, I stayed. I, I, it's so funny. I used to joke that I would hang. I would hang around after my set. I would sell my CD in the lobby. And then I'd watch their first two songs, and then they'd do Unchained Melody, or no, not Unchained, then they'd do Soul and Inspiration. Then they would um, introduce me, or say, let's hear it again for Geechee Guy. Then they would do this Ray Charles medley that was great. And then they would do um, White Cliffs of Dover, and then my favorite song, Dream On. And then they would do, um, I think, Unchained Melody. Mm -hmm. And then they would do this medley of songs, and then they would do Love and feeling, I think. Yeah, I miss, yeah, I'm missing one or the other. But um, but I, I I used and then by the time I by the time, inevitably by the time I was ready to go, it was too late to go back to the hotel. I had to. I figured I might as well wait and watch the whole show. So I got to see best job in the world. I mean, my God, I got their Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. How did you? How did they find you? Um, Bobby was a judge on Star Search. Really? Yeah. Wow. Way, way back when. And then Bobby was a judge on Star Search. He saw you in Star Search. And right time at the to right tour with you. Yeah. 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 Like, did, did you just tour the U.S. or did you tour the world with them? Oh, it was just the U.S. I mean, okay. I did, we might have done a Canada. But um, no, we did a couple of Canadas, but um, we did the U.S. And um, How many minutes did you do? I did a half hour. Really? And how many, uh, how many days a year? About 25 days a year. We, they didn't do a lot because they were already in their 50s and stuff. When, when not to say I'm in my 50s so um, but they were when I was going out with them they were doing they weren't touring like Ron White they weren't doing 45 weekends a year Thursday through Sunday but they were they'd go out about a week or so every couple months so you know they do three they do five to seven gigs you know five six times a year how fun is that just because he was a, a judge on Star Search well, and then we became friends here in Vegas. We used to hang. We used to when they'd play ballets. God, I used to, I used to crash in his room all the time. 
him and his wife, and yeah, it's lots of lots of great Bobby Hatfield stories, and they're still playing. They're, they're, um, Bill's kicking ass, and there's a new guy, Bucky Hurd, who's a new, he's the new Righteous Brother, and he he's great. He's a wonderful guy. I've known I knew him before he was a Righteous Brother, so he um, he's really good, and I I, re- I recommend their show to anybody, especially I mean they need to go see him while they're still able to. Geech, speaking of shows, why don't you tell us about your show, the shows that you had here? Yeah. What show is that? Well, you had the Dirty Joke oh, Show. Oh, I had, had the Dirty Joke Show. You had yeah. a bunch of shows. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, it's so funny. I moved here to be in a show and then ended up moving to Reno when I got a show. So I got a show up in Reno for in 99 for a year and then got another show in Tahoe for like a year. Uh-huh. And then ended up moving to St. Croix for a couple years and then I came back to the Midwest and then ended up back here in 09 and pitched um, the Dirty Joke Show to Hooters. Mm-hmm. And um, we that lasted for like two two years at Hooters and then another year somewhere else. It's a great, and, and have, have you seen, seen it? it or? No, I, I, was, you said, I was just getting ready to ask you, tell me about it. I, it's a play, it's a play. Um, it's about three guys sitting in the alley behind a comedy club waiting for the next show to start and they've got like an hour to kill and the dressing room is being painted so um, they just have nowhere to go and can't leave. Kind of so, like us. Yeah, so they just start rattling off their favorite street jokes for like an hour, and um, it, it was great. It was it was neat. We um, Five-week trial, we ended up for over two years. Yeah. Was it scripted or was it freelance? I, I, I tell people the way I say it, it was, it was half scripted, half improv, half... Um, jokes <laughs> so what the way I what, what I told people I say it was like a lava lamp everything uh, everything in the show is locked into this lamp so there's no outside new stuff coming into the lamp but every time you turn the lamp on there's a different version of what's in the lamp using the same stuff just using the same stuff that's in the lamp so because that's what it happened two years. It's still going. We did it last. We did a year or so for for a little while. But I mean, I still own it, and just whenever whenever it's whenever the opportunity would arise. Yeah. So if our if our audience, if our viewers were interested, what would they look for? What do you mean look for? Well, the name it's called the dirty, the dirty Joke Show. The Dirty yeah. Joke Show. That's that's the, that's the name that will continue to stay. That's my kind of. Which was that. actually a very funny. It was a, kind of the working title, yeah. and. Um, but there's no better title for it. It's the best. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm anxious. I hardly wait till it comes back. I'd like to go see it. One of the things that, that we did during the pandemic is we did a... Uh, a ver- drive-in. Well, we did the drive-in. We've talked about that a lot. You should come next time. I plan on it. But, but we did a virtual comedy show. Oh, okay. On Zoom. Oh, all right. And that was a lot of fun. It's, it seems kind of awkward, but it turned out to be quite a lot of fun. So who's on Zoom? Just the comics? Well, there were some audience members. So you're watching them too? Yeah, they were watching. Everybody was up on the screen, and so you could see the audience response, and um, they could laugh or, or whatever. Huh. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to do that yet. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, I, I thought it was a, a great opportunity to keep to keep doing some comedy during the pandemic. It was. A lot. Oh right, right. Yeah, and, and as I say all the time, I, I was really an advantage because I. I had the camera, and then I had my set list right below it, so I didn't have to remember anything because <laughs> it was all right there. Oh, exactly. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I had a good time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love I love stuff like that. 
Teach, what's next for you? Like after this pandemic, are you going back to the cruise ships? Like what? What are you? What are you? Who knows? They're gonna have to tell. Uh-huh. What cruise ships? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm planning on. I'm planning on recording an album, mm-hmm. shortly after. Um, shortly after we can. So that's kind of a plan, and um, and go from there, and um, just keep doing what I'm doing. Hopefully, um, I open for Bill Maher at the Mirage when he plays, um, but we've canceled the last two, oh. and um, mm-hmm. we're scheduled for Halloween weekend, but we probably won't. So you're opening up for Bill Maher and Ron White? Ron White. Oh, that's great, at the Mirage. Yeah, yeah, which is great, because they're to- almost totally, you know, it, what, that's what's great about being able to open for guys. They're totally different, I mean, to the point where some people that like one wouldn't like the other. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, but they're both, they both have smart crowds, mm-hmm. and they both like me, so. There's a double whammy. I don't know what that. I don't know if that means I'm smart or the opposite. <laughs> it means you're funny. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Exactly. But well, um, so I don't know. Yeah. What do you think anything else we want to cover with Geech? Is there anything uh, you want to tell our viewers and our no. listeners? Our viewers are there. Are those our viewers and our oh, listeners? Oh, we're we're on camera. Yeah, we're on camera what? too. Who knew? So <laughs> how could how could our really I would have. So, Geech, how could our flash somebody? <laughs> how could our viewers find you? Do you have social media? Oh, I am. I'm on Geechee Guy, the new King of One Liners page. Spell it, Geechee. G e e c h y g u y. Geechee Guy. It's Japanese for crazy. It was given to me by an exchange student. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oops. And, then, and yeah, well, and then I, in, in case I wasn't funny, I used it, to, so I didn't want to embarrass my family. Yeah, we don't we dis- disavow any knowledge of him. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Cool. So we can find you on social media. Yeah, yeah, Geechee guy. I mean, I've got a personal page, but the, the, that it's called New King of One Liners, and you, they've got jokes and selfies, and I do these juggling things, and I do a thing called Hot Tub Joke Machine, where I pop out of a hot tub and tell a joke. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, well, stupid shit. But it works, right? I don't know. I mean, look where you are. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm the same place you are. Well, I mean, as far as career-wise goes, I'm oh. certainly not at that point. Well, oh, okay. Well, I thought you meant this room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just, I'm hanging in. Like I said, I've been doing this a long, long time, so I'm just thankful to be able to continue doing it, even though right at the moment I'm not. Well, from a from a much less experienced comic, I'm, I'm inspired. I got... Uh, uh, some great tidbits. Oh, it's my pleasure. And sorry I wasn't funny. Like I said, well, that's something I do. Well, there what tends to be when you do the interviews, you either you pick the information guy or you pick the funny guy. And a lot of times, funny guy is not very informative. Well, our and a lot of times, the informative guy is not very funny. Well, our format is different. We just it's very low key, very informal. If it, okay. if there's funny stuff in there, there's funny stuff. If there's not, you know, we, it's informational. Oh, okay. And that's kind of you know you hit the marks. Well, great. Well, thanks for having me. Great. You want to end you, Are we done? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we are. Um, so we are sponsored by the by uh, 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 the Blue Zone Comedy Tour. Blue Zone yeah, Comedy can, Tour. Can yeah. You tell them a little bit about that. Well, Blue Zone Comedy Tour is uh, is an organization that uh, we we uh, we specialize in in uh, disabled comics and giving them an opportunity to to do some performing and everything. So um, it, it's kind of a kind of a, a love of mine. Um, and so it's called Blue Zone Comedy Tour, 
and you can get us on social media and uh, that's it's we're happy to uh, to host the uh, Tickle Me Comedy podcast. Well, great. Well, thank you, everyone. Yes, good night. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.